Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. Chris Bay here, joined by the founder and all-around great guy, Michael King Everett. How are you, Mike? Come on. I'm doing good. <laughs> Man, there's just nothing I love talking about more than dividends. How about you? <laughs> I think it's uh it's a necessary evil. How about that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, cuz I mean, people got brainwashed through the system to talk yeah. about dividends. They did. They did. Oh, so well. so for our listeners, well, we jumped right in there. Yeah. Um for our listeners, thanks for joining us. Um check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com. We've got lots of information there. Um if you will like us, if you will comment, if you will download and do all those things, those are beneficial for us. If you don't want to do any of that, we don't care. Just keep listening. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been going through questions that often come up in our boot camps. And there's a very common question that comes up. And this is really for people who've done their research and they're getting into the weeds of infinite banking. Mm-hmm. And they start talking, they realize that there's companies that are set up in two different ways called direct recognition, non-direct recognition. And in order to unpack those two types of companies, we have to talk about dividends. So Mike Everett, we've brought in the expert on dividends today. (laughs) (laughs) Mike's going to walk us through um, talking about dividends and how they relate to direct recognition and non-direct recognition companies. So um, we're going to get into that. Um, I'm going to cut to the punch, um, and that is it doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. But we want people to be educated under, and understand why it doesn't matter, because there are people out there who think it does matter, and they have strong opinions on it. So Mike Everett, let, let's talk. Do you want to talk about dividends or do you want to unpack uh, direct and non-direct first? Well, let's, let's talk about dividends on the very front end. So I, I, if you just go right into Nelson's book and uh, the IRS is the one that coined the phrase dividends. So what are dividends? And I, I may go all the way around the circle at least twice during this explanation. So what are dividends? They are basically a return of premium. In life insurance. In life insurance. Dividends gets used in other financial sectors in a different way, but in life insurance, it's simply a return of premium. That's all it is. So how are dividends calculated? I'm going to read this right out of Nelson's book. The earnings of a life insurance policy based on the company's mortality, expense, and investment experience during the year. That's what a dividend is. So basically, the IRS said that a dividend is a return of premium. Now, what does that mean? Because you get all of these different companies, you get the larger companies that really, they tout their dividends. Then you get some middle companies who are a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say secretive, but dividends are not a deal for them. And then you get some smaller companies that are trying to move to the middle companies where they're going to tell you about their dividends a little more often. But let's back up a second and say dividends are a return of premium. So what does that really mean? 
That means after, after the insurance company's mortality expense and operating expenses have been calculated, paid, taken care of, that means that they return a portion of the premium that you've already paid as a dividend. Now, there's a lot of different directions we could go with this, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you for everybody who's listening, dividends don't mean anything. They do not mean anything. So smaller companies, they're gonna give you a smaller uh, dividend. Middle companies are gonna give you a middle, uh, a middle dividend and larger companies are gonna give you a larger uh, dividend because usually it has to do with the size of the company. So these big companies, and I'm gonna throw them under the bus right away, they overcharge you greatly for your product. And then what they do is they give you back a larger percentage of the dividend and then they make you feel good about what they've done for you. And so they always say they're going to give you a five, eight, 10, 12% dividend. Really what they're doing is they're just giving you your own money back. That's really all they're doing. So do we get excited about dividends, Chris Bay? <laughs> we do not. We do I, not. I can tell you, I started my first policies, I think in 2011. And it wasn't until probably this last year that I've ever looked at my dividend yep i just because someone asked a question i was like i have no idea what my dividend i guess i had to look <laughs> well mike that brings up another question then why have life insurance companies gotten into the mindset of touting their dividends why would the if it's just a return of premium why are they out there saying oh we're going to give you this return this kind of a dividend return why did they get into that because that's the way we've been trained. Mm. Our brains have, have shifted into such a financial mode because of the training that we got in high school, college, and our, and our young business careers. Because people are always talking about rates of return and dividends because that's what the stock market does. Mm -hmm. And it's really all a bunch of garbage. So I, life I hate insurance companies they, they know this noise is going on in the financial sectors and they're like, okay, well, how can we get into this and be a part of it and say, oh, yeah. Hey, we, yeah. we've got returns too. So I would pause on all of that and just oh. remember that a dividend is simply a return of premium. It's that simple. It okay. really is that simple. And, and that's the awesome thing about what Nelson Nash did in his book. Okay. He broke it down and he kept it simple so folks like you and me could break it down and be able to take this information and use it in a way that helps us understand the product of the whole life insurance policy better. So before we now get into direct and non-direct recognition companies, will you outline what the purpose of a dividend, how a dividend can be used because 100% of us and our clients use a dividend in one specific way, but there's a variety of ways that dividends can be used. Okay, so that one specific way is actually explained in becoming your own banker. And people who are listening, people who are watching, 
they know that this is what we do is this little black book, 92 pages. So there's a different variety of ways that you can actually do this. You can use dividends to reduce loans. You can use dividends to purchase term insurance. You can actually leave the dividend on deposit within the policy. You can take annually as cash. You can use the dividend to reduce the premium, or you can do exactly what Nelson Nash determined was, you can take this dividend and buy additional paid up insurance and have that happen all inside the contract of the policy. No fees, no commission. So 100% of that dividend is increasing your paid up life insurance, your death benefit. That's correct. So we're going to back up a second and we're going to talk about how we design the policies in the first place. So we all got trained in this financial world to spend as little much, as little a premium as possible and get as big a death benefit. With the infinite banking concept, we do completely opposite. We put as much premium in there and we get as little a death benefit as we can. And it all has to do with the design of the policy. And way back 17 years ago, when we were learning this thing, I thought, well, this doesn't make any sense. Why would a guy do this? So what we did was we literally originally put the premium in and let it buy as much death benefit as we can. But usually what, what you do is you buy the death benefit in a, they call it a level one, where the death benefit stays exactly level throughout the life of the policy. So when somebody comes in and buys the 250, a 500,000 or a million dollar life insurance policy, that's the death benefit that stays constant throughout the life of the policy. But Nelson, because of the way we re-engineer the policy, realized that we could lower the death benefit and flood as much cash, but it had to do with how the policy was designed. So we would put roughly 40% in the base policy and 60% in what they call the paid up edition rider. Obviously, and we talk about this kind of stuff in our boot camps. The base premium buys the bulk of the life insurance. The paid up addition rider or the paid up addition rider premium does buy life insurance, but it buys very little. The paid up addition rider is nothing but the turbo booster on the policy, which is usually just cash on cash. But that's what the policy is created for. You got the base, got the PUA. But then as, as the years go by, obviously, when you're first starting a policy, your dividend isn't very big. Just like you said, you bought your first policy in 2011. And now all of a sudden, you've decided to take a look at the dividend. Mm -hmm. So we don't care about the dividend. But 20 years from now, you're going to care about the dividend because it's been doing what we've asked it to do all along the way. So what does the dividend do? It buys additional paid up insurance, which adds to the base death benefit, which creates a larger dividend the next year, which buys a larger amount of paid up addition rider. And so what this does is it literally all works together. And if you look down the road, 25 and 30 years from now, remember we, lowered the death benefit on the front end 
and flooded as much cash into this thing. But if you look down the road, 20, 25, 30 years, the death benefit will actually overtake the traditional life insurance policy like gangbusters. It's unbelievable, but yet knowing full well that this thing is all working together for the client, not for the insurance company, not for us as agents, but for the client, then what you've done is you've created a, a policy, a contract that will be good for their whole life. It's unbelievable. Mike, I, re I remember early on um, in learning from you as my IBC coach back in the day, you would, you would use the analogy of a snowball. And for those of you who live in snowy climates, yeah. if you've ever been on the, on the top of a hill and you're building a snowman or a snowball and there's snow all over the ground and you start to roll that ball down, that snowball down the hill, it's picking up and collecting more and more snow. So what's actually happening is that snowball as it rolls down the hill is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that's a perfect analogy of how the dividend, the death benefit, the cash value all work in concert together. They do. It's unbelievable. So eventually you get down the hill, the snowball's big enough to where it just literally goes on its own. That's I'm, the cool thing about the way, way we designed the policy. Yep. Sorry to cut you off. No, there. you're good. So, so I'm referencing a book here. Um, this was written by um, Kim Butler and Jack Burns, and it's called Busting the Life Insurance Lies. Yep. Right there. And um, I, I have really enjoyed this book over the years. Um, the way they've broken it up is they've, num they've, they've identified the lies about life insurance mm -hmm. and they've numbered them and they go through their book and they answer each lie in about two pages. Okay. And so it's a very quick, easy read. You can thumb to the question that you have. Great reference. I'm actually on lie number 32, which is called direct recognition is bad. Non-direct recognition is good. And we're going we're gonna to define this. The, the reason I'm pulling this up for uh, right now is because I wanted to reference when direct recognition, non-direct recognition came into play. So originally there was only non-direct recognition. That's correct. And so um, it wasn't until uh, the 1980s when direct recognition was born. So Mike, Talk to us now, start to unpack for us the difference between a direct recognition company, which is relatively new, and non-direct recognition, which historically has been the way life insurance has handled dividends. Well, I'm going to read this right off of a, uh, a, a relatively recent uh, flyer that we got from one of our companies. So direct recognition companies basically... Uh, they recognize the fact that a policy owner is carrying a loan. And so when that policy owner is carrying a loan, they will, the insurance company directly recognizes that there's a loan outstanding and they will see their dividends individually adjusted with regards to the loan that they have against their policy. Policy owners without loans, though, are not affected. That is a direct recognition company. So, so, so give us an example. Let's say, let's say you have no loans on your policy, 
and I have taken big loans on my policy, how is that going to impact our dividends in a direct recognition company where they directly recognize our policy loans? Well, so I, I, I'll, I'll explain it this way. That means that basically I have not taken a policy loan against my policy and they're going to go, hey, this guy's a good policy owner. They're going to give me a larger dividend than you're going to get. So that is, if I'm a business owner, I would actually want my employees, you know, if you've got one, and I'll, I'll give an analogy. So let's say you have one employee that shows up 10 minutes before work time and he works 10 minutes after and he only takes a 30 minute or 45 minute lunch out of an hour lunch time. Is that a good employee? That's a great employee, but you got another employee who shows up 10 minutes late. He takes an hour and 20 minute lunch and he leaves about five minutes early. Do you think that those two employees should be treated equally? They will not be in, in the real business world. Well, in, in the real direct recognition world with life insurance companies, you've got those two types of people. You got people who pay back their loans and you got people who don't pay back their loans. They are not going to be treated the same. So the guy who pays back his loans, he's going to get the maximum dividend on his policy. This guy over here who is not paying back his loans is going to be reduced in his dividends. But I say okay. all of that to say this, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, because for example, I took loans from my policy because I'm turning wind current on That's debt. It. I paid off a bunch of credit card. So early in my policy, I might've missed out on a hundred dollar dividend, <laughs> but I accessed, let's say $5,000 and paid off you know, all these credit cards and turn those payments my direction. Would I rather get those credit card payments flowing my direction or get that $100 dividend? You want that those dollars flowing to you. So I'm going to use a real example. Um, I got to about year 13. So four years ago, I got to year 13 and I went back to one of my original illustrations and I should have gotten a $1,500 dividend that year. And I went in and I got a $380 dividend. So I was looking at this and a lot of reality happened at this particular point about <laughs> dividends. And I looked at this and I go, golly, you know, I'm, I, I'm 1200, I'm $1,100 off the mark. So once again, what do dividends do? they buy additional paid up insurance, which adds to the death benefit. But I got a $380 dividend that year, should have been 1500, but yet I had taken policy loans and I had paid off a ridiculous amount of debt. It was to the tune of four to $5,000 a month. In payments. Coming to who? coming to me. So $4,000 times 12 is 48,000. $5,000 times 12 is 60,000. So let's just take the low number. $48,000 I was paying towards policy loans against my policies. 
or I get a $1,500 dividend. So when, when you're starting to look at dividends, then, and helping people understand what's going on really inside the policy and giving the client control of what's really going on. And, you know, this is all in our, our mission statement that we share these little known truths about money. And so helping people understand, and this is why we teach this stuff. This is why people keep grilling us and asking us questions about all of these different things and factors that are going on in the money world. We help them understand all of these things along the way. And, you know, in our boot camp, we leave about an hour and 45 minutes to two hours for nothing but questions. This is helping people understand. We're actually empowering people to make the decisions that they never thought was possible in their lives. Yeah, the phrase I like to use is we like to build competence and confidence with Absolutely. our clients. Where it's not like they're just sending their money off to somebody and hoping they're investing it well for them. They actually have control and ownership of the process and they understand exactly what's going on. Ugh. That's why we, we like to say that we're an educational institution is we want to educate people. We, it's not our money. It's your money. We just want, it. want you to be educated so you can make good decisions for you and your family and your goals. You know, before we jump into uh, non-direct recognition, you know, so many times, and this might be a, a statement that I'm going to step over the line a little bit, not too bad. Um, so many financial people out there, when, when clients come to them, they take a little too much ownership of the client's money. So there might be kind of an uh, emotional attachment to that client and their money. We personally never take this emotional attachment to a client's money because what we're doing as an educational organization, we are giving people the ability to make those decisions that they literally were never trained to make. But yet, once again, the competence and the confidence that we do teach people gives them the wherewithal to be able to make those decisions and to be able to make them soundly. And of course, we as a team are alongside them. So you and I both know this. We have clients text us, call us, email us all the time about certain things that they're thinking about doing, whether it be going on a vacation or purchasing a car or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we just help them think through, you know, does this sound right for this time for you? And then we give them the, the, inf the necessary information to be able to make that decision. It's awesome. And, and usually with, with information, clarity comes. It's unbelievable. And, and they, they know exactly what they want to do. It's not us telling them what to do. It's just, hey, let's just look at this situation. Let's unpack it. Let's make sure that we're educated on it. And then they know. They know what their decision is going to be. Well, right? Nelson used to always call it, you know, when, when you finally, finally start sharing these kind of truths with, uh, with customers and that clarity comes, everything pops into focus. And when you've got that kind of focus, then it makes the decision much simpler as you're kind of meandering down this pathway. So we, we've explained the first 
first part, the direct recognition, which actually is the newer model that life insurance companies have been using since the 80s. Yep. And direct recognition is simply that the company directly recognizes whether you have a policy loan balance or not, and then your dividend is adjusted accordingly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a direct recognition company. Now explain for us the non-direct recognition company. So the non-direct recognition company does not directly recognize that there are outstanding loans on their policy. And so what you've got is you've got everybody sharing in the profits regardless of the policy loans. So dividends are not adjusted individually for, uh, for policy owners that are carrying loans. Rather, all the policies are adjusted to reflect the investment impact of all the company loans. So policy owners without loans partially subsidize the dividends for policies with loans. So if you and I, once again, the example was, I pay my policy loans back, you don't pay your policy loans back, but in a non-direct recognition company, we are going to get the same dividend, period. And, and to be clear, they're average. So what you would have gotten in a direct recognition company and what I would have gotten in a direct recognition company is actually average. So we're, so you're getting less and I'm getting more in a non-direct recognition. That company. is correct. Yeah, that is correct. And so that's really the difference between the two types of companies. And sometimes people don't understand, well, one, they don't understand that those um, dividends are averaged out right, right. in a non-direct recognition company. And they don't necessarily understand that, ooh, the dividend's so important. I want to get that dividend when if you have a loan out, you've gotten access to a whole chunk of money That's in relation right. to that dividend. So which would you rather have? I, I always use the analogy for the non-direct. Basically, you're taking all of this, you're throwing it into a blender, and you're spitting it out, and everybody gets the same, same amount of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. in this particular case, it's dividends, which right. I'm going to say this again. We don't care about dividends. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Mike, are there any other any other comments or anything that you want to say about dividends or direct or non-direct recognition companies before I wrap us up here? Well, so I'm going to just say that 95% of our clients don't really care about a direct or a non-direct recognition company. So why is it such a big deal? It's because the agents make it a big deal. And Nelson said in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, that the direct and the non-direct recognition didn't make any difference. Kim Butler said in her book, Busting the Life Insurance Lies, that neither made a difference. Mm -hmm. So why in the world do we as agents sometimes make it a big deal? I'll let everybody kind of think about that because 
I sometimes get disappointed in some of uh, in some of the agents that I visit with that it is such a big deal. But the reason why it's a big deal is because usually the relationship with that non-direct or that direct recognition company is such, such or the bonuses that they get from those companies skew their thought process. I may be, I, I, I'm stepping on the line right now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful that people understand that it doesn't make any difference. And that if you are utilizing your policy the way Nelson described in his book, you're taking a policy loan against the policy, you're making policy loans back, you're making your premium deposits. If you're doing all of the different things, then none of it matters. Yeah, um, Kim and Jack in their book, um, they say, it's basically one more way to put insurance companies in conflict with each other for no good reason. <laughs> I, I use the analogy for, for people who have spent time in churches and, and it's like the, de- the debate over what kind of church music you want. Do you want the old hymns or do you want the upbeat band music, right? That's it. Which That's service it. are you going to go to? And, and, then, and then the church is trying to satisfy everybody. So they've got two different services with two different types of music. That's basically what we've got going on with with direct versus non-direct. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. So just to uh, to tie a tie a ribbon and a bow on on this at the end, um, Jack and Kim finish up with this. They say, um, in the short and medium term term, direct recognition does tend to be the more fair of the two, since it only lowers dividends for the people who have taken out loans. It also allows for longer term stability for the insurance company itself, since their Mm -hmm. overall dividend value and thus their portfolio return will be higher. So if we had to recommend one over the other, we'd go with direct. But then they finish up with this. (laughs) Ultimately, as a policy owner, you're fine either way. Both types of policies have a fan base and there's no need to regret owning either type of policy. And I love this last sentence. If you are concerned, just get one of each, (laughs) which actually leads me to, um, I think, some innovative thinking on the part of one of the companies that we work with is they've come up with a solution for this. They have. Explain that, Mike. Well, um, without actually sharing the name of the company, basically what they've done is when you take a policy loan, you get to decide as the policy owner whether or not you want it to be a direct or a non-direct recognition policy loan against your policy. So you get to decide how the dividend would be adjusted by making that determination on the very front end of that policy loan. But kind of a creative, creative solution on the company's part. Yeah, it's, it's really pretty incredible. But the cool thing about it is there's a a couple of agents that have had a great relationship with this company that helped them come up with this idea internally inside the policy. But yet, does it matter? Doesn't matter. So these agents are Nelson Nash Institute practitioners that have worked with a company. And and really what they've said is, okay, it doesn't matter. We recognize that. 
So we're going to, but it's an issue for some people. So we're going to actually offer both and let you as the policy owner decide what you want to do. If it's an issue for you, choose. What do you want? Yep. So we, you know, the company has, has done a great job in creating a product that will assist and allow the client to be able to make an educated decision. Yeah. I, I always think about direct versus non-direct recognition when I'm talking with clients and it's really important to them. I always say for me, whether it's a direct or non-direct recognition company is one of the last deciding factors oh. for me. There's a whole bunch of other things I care about a whole heck of a lot more than direct versus non-direct when I'm choosing a company to get my IBC policy. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic stuff, Mike Everett, as always. You did a great job of explaining dividends, return, <laughs> re return of premium. You did a fantastic job outlining what a direct recognition company, the pros and cons, non-direct recognition pros and cons. Uh, really great job. I hope our listeners appreciate this podcast. So for those of you um, who haven't had a chance to get a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, we have copies of those on our website at lifesuccesslegacy.com. Please check those out. We've also got other resources there, books, um, learning kits, a variety of things that you can continue your learning process. If you just want to talk to somebody, just reach out to us. You can call us, call us, go to contact me on our website and we'll start a conversation answer any questions. We don't care if you already have a policy in place. We don't even care if you're working with another IBC coach. We just love talking about IBC and helping people get Amen. the most out of it. So thanks for listening and, and catch us next time uh, at our next podcast.